The Leafs may have won their first playoff series in 19 years, but once again, the feeling is a hollow one as another long offseason commences in Leafs Nation. Nick Cousins, part of the OT winner as the Panthers took game 5-3-2 to take the series in five games in advance to the Eastern Conference Final. Let the postmortem begin. It's Nick Alberg and Jay Rosa with you. How are you feeling, Rosie? Not so good, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel shitty, man. Disappointed. It's uh, it ends it ends in a disappointing way, as it always does with this team and anybody's recent memory. So, you know, you you hoped that they had something special. You hoped that that the additions and the pieces they added could get it done. And at the end of the day, they they took a step forward with getting to the second round. Yeah, but uh, just flat in the Florida series and. Um, it's it's disappointing. It's just there's no more excuses. There's no more what ifs. There's no more maybes. They weren't good enough to get it done in the playoffs. They're not a better playoff team than the Florida Panthers this year, and uh, and they're out. They didn't do enough to win. That's just the bottom line. There's nothing else to BS about, and it's uh, it's a shitty feeling following them all year, having high hopes and high expectations, but uh, it's something that these fans of this team are very much used to, as you're well aware. Let's call a spade a spade. This series was lost when they lost game three. I mean, I think we can both agree with that. The no show in game three, I think they showed some heart and some effort to show up in game four, win that game. I had no issue with the, with the way they played in game five. They played good, but the Panthers were just a bit better. Nick Cousins scores a big goal. Nylander was a great story in that game. Thought the big four were pretty decent in that game, but game three is where they lost it, Rosie. Yeah, for sure. And the, remember the first two games, we felt like we outplayed them and just couldn't get the puck lock, got goalied a little bit by uh, by uh, Bobrovsky. And that was the story of the first two. So you think, hell, you got to go out there and make something happen, force something happen in, grade, in uh, game three. And they were, they were the complete opposite. And you're right. That's the one that stands out as you don't deserve to win this series. You come out of game three, you're back against the wall. You can go 2-1 any one series or go down the devastating 3 nothing And and that 60 minutes is what they put together and 100% look back at game three and that's when this thing got away from them and um, you're playing catch up the whole goddamn time after that and yeah you, you make a valiant effort to to win the next one and then have a good chance in overtime the one after that and it could have been special you wanted someone to step up the table is set for a Marner for a Matthews you know for uh, you know Willie Nylander looked like the best player on the ice and he had the jam and the effort and he came through clutch uh, Tavares would have been nice if he came through like he did in the first series, but just no one was able to do it. They were kept to the outside. The the Florida Panthers, credit to them. They Defensively, they were solid, and offensively, they got it done. They forechecked hard. They made it difficult on the team, and at the end of the day, this, this Toronto Maple Leafs team that's assembled, as good as it looks, again, didn't have what it takes to, to go deep in the playoffs. So I had two major takeaways from this series. We'll get to the goaltending. Obviously, Sergei Bobrovsky turning back to, to two-time Vesna Forum. Like, he was surreal. And 50 saves here in Game 5. But arguably to me, Rosie, you'd probably agree again, the Big Four. That is the story. Three goals in five games of this series. And Austin Matthews, I thought, was good. He was really good, just not good enough again to beat Sergei Bobrovsky, who just had his number. John Tavares had one assist in the series. Matthews had two assists. It's just not good enough. I mean, not to point fingers, but we've seen this rodeo so many times. Like, I pulled up the stat going into the game. You can make it seven consecutive games to finish up the uh, postseason, Rosie. They scored two goals. Is this not the juggernaut offense we've been talking about all season long, but it gets to the postseason, and the game's still a lot different, right? 
Yeah, it seems to be that way. I mean, what is this team? What is their identity? They can hang their head on. They have all that high powered offense up front that can, you know, score six goals in a game and guys can get hat tricks and guys can go on 20 game heaters with point streaks and this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what they've hung their cap on. That's what they've built this around. And, at the end of the day, it's proving to not be the formula that works. It's not enough. You know, the teams play that hard-nosed playoff-style hockey against you, and you don't have that jam, and you don't have that FU, and and it's just not enough to, to score playoff hockey goals. Yeah, over the course of 82 games, these guys can put up some numbers, absolutely. But to me, it was like... It was the character and the identity of the team that wasn't there. They didn't have that band together jam that line after line can come at them like waves and overwhelm them until eventually, boom, someone walks on one and buries it. Big Sally, we're going, boys. Next shift, drop it. We're chomping at the bit. We're doing it again. Wave after wave, boom, boom, hitting, fighting, like whatever the hell it takes fighting through battles and, and getting there and sweating and yelling and screaming and bleeding and doing everything that it takes to win a Stanley cup. The, the team doesn't have any of it. In my opinion, they just, they just don't, they have a couple of pieces of guys that do it, but as far as a team identity playoff team, playoff battle, bunch of warriors that can go in. I mean, that's what the Florida Panthers were. They yep. banded together. They went balls to the walls. They hit everything. They started scrums. They would just, they, they would bite their mother's hand to get, you know, an inch in the game. They wanted it. They were, they were ferocious. And we just don't have any of those, any of those traits in this, in this game. And to me, that's why they don't win in the playoffs. And if that means you got to overhaul, I don't know. If that means you got to cut some guys loose, I don't know. If it means you got to move some, some pieces around in, in the office or the bench or whatever, you can't, you, you got to do something because you can't, it's proven now. You, you, this group doesn't win in the playoffs. This group's not good enough to win in the playoffs. They're not cut out for winning the playoffs. They don't have the formula to win in the playoffs. So changes are coming. And I think the word you were looking for as well, there was consistency night in and night out. Like it's a different ball game in the regular season. And we had 82 games, you know, examples of this to try to get to this position to say, Hey, this team is different. They can gut through and, I think you even notice with the four goals they scored in the past two games, the final two games of this series, like there were tough edge goals. They weren't pretty. They were playoff style goals. Like I was talking to Devonte Smith Pelly, a mutual friend of ours who won the Stanley cup with the capitals in 2018. And he's like, you're not going to score pretty goals this time here. You put your ass in front of that. You put the puck on net and look at just the way Florida scored in this series, man. Like it was, it, it was those lunch pill type goals. And I think the Leafs can learn from that. I don't even want to bring up that saying, learn from that, because I know we're going to hear it a billion times over the next couple of days. I don't know how much learning this team is going to do. But when push comes to shove, I think the most accurate thing you said there is I just think that's it. That's all for the core four. Like we, we've had many times, many go arounds. I don't think they're able or capable to win in, in the postseason when it matters. I, I think to me, just the, the big thing is the fact that you come out, you finally exercise those demons. You, you win that series first time in 19 years. And then it doesn't go your way early on in the series where you dominate the first two games. And then game three, Rosie, is the game I'll, I'll, I'll circle and underline for years, man. Like, just to show up with that type of effort, like, it's unacceptable. And I don't think there's anything they can say to prove otherwise, right? 
No, there's not. And and what's unacceptable is, okay, you can go into that game three and and things cannot go your way. You can get scored on first or anything that yeah. you can think of can happen. That's out of your control. But it's it's the response to that. Okay, the second period starting. Okay, the third period starting. Does any of that high-powered offense, does any of that talent want to shine through now? If it's that good? Like Austin Matthews is that good of a player. I mean, he's got the trophies and the accolades and the records and the this and the that. Same with Mitch Marner. Okay, like then do it. That is why you are, that is why this team is built around you so that you can do that when we need it. And they just continually do not. So that's where the frustration does lie. And when you're going into that game three and it's not going well, like I say, you'd want them to like show everyone that's watching that, I know this isn't good enough. I'm frustrated. I'm going to do something different. I am going to drive the fucking net so hard that if I have to take a hit or if I go crashing over the goalie or if I whatever, I'm going to go do that because I'm taking this thing to the the net because I'm going to play a hard nose. I'm going to make this goddamn thing happen because things aren't going our way. There was none of that. It was pull up on the half wall, little waist high sauce to the far side that kind of hits the skates. It was no speed when you get the puck over the blue line. So just shoot from the top of the circle. Oh, how'd that stay out? That's it. And it's just, you do that for 20 minutes. It's like nice fucking period. Like, does anyone actually want to put their balls on the line and, and try to win this series? No, because what you're doing, isn't going to do it. What you're doing is not good enough. What you're doing is it's, it's not okay for this team. You need, you need to do something that is, that is, that's bigger. That's just a, that attitude that they don't have. It's a character thing. I don't know. It's just like their identity is too weak. They're too feeble. They just, Oh, I don't know. I hope we, I don't know. I'm going to keep trying to do the same thing and maybe we'll score. It just seems like the attitude and it's, it didn't get it done. It's not going to get it done. It hasn't got it done in the past. And that's where we are. We're here every single time. Like you keep the pieces that you like that you can work around. You move the other ones for, for that are high value while they still have value and try to add the pieces that you think you need. You go back, you watch every one of those periods on every one of those games. What stands out to you that you need to add? What stands out to you that's hurting you that you need to delete? And then look at the whole thing as, as a whole and figure out what you need to do. Whoever the GM is, whether Dubis gets to do that again this summer or someone else comes in, I don't know, but it's just clear and it's a fact that they're just the team's not good enough in the playoffs right now. It's very the end of the story. No, I agree. And very, very perimeter, right? Like again, to, to get so back perimeter. to you watch you watch Florida man, like just watch how they play, the pride, the belief, everything sucks through Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett. I, I know least fans hate Sam Bennett, but I'll take Sam Bennett on my team, dude. Like he played with so much passion and energy and and truculence, like everything you need to win in the Stanley cup playoffs, he played heavy. Like I want more Luke Shen's on my team, not to go overboard with that style of player, but like Shenner brought it every night. There's a couple other guys like that brought it. Nola Chari, I thought was fantastic in game five, but across that roster, there's not enough belief where it's like, we're going to do anything fucking possible to score that goal, to block that shot. We saw to an extent in game four. I just didn't see enough of it all in all throughout the season. And that's why you used to laugh at me. I remember in October, you're like, dude, why are you freaking out over a lost Arizona? I'm like, dude, just wait. The, the, the inconsistency with this team will reap its ugly head at any given time throughout the season, whether it's March, whether it's May, whether it's, uh, you know, October. 
I think it's something you breed consistency early and you play in game and in game out and, and say any loss is unacceptable, whether it's the preseason, the regular season, clearly in the Stanley cup playoffs. And they just have struggled with that mentality. And again, who knows? It could be a third coach coming in and Mike Babcock took a lot of flack, but there's one thing he was right about. This team uh, is, is not good enough. And he knew it right away. He called it out. And here we are again, uh, another disappointing exit for the Maple Leafs. Granted, they won a series, but to me, I'm, I'm just going to completely forget about that, Rosie. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's uh, I would like to have a Sam Bennett on the team. I would like someone to fly at a million miles an hour and bury their captain. I would like someone to hit their defenseman as hard and as many times in a game as Riley got hit tonight, you know, and to be able to chip in and to just be absolutely buzzing like that guy was is contagious. Everyone can hop on board with whoever's hot that day. And that is what a team identity is. That is what character is. And I'm just sitting there waiting all series, like somebody take the lead here. Somebody take the lead, show everyone on that bench what it looks like and say jump on my back I'll lead the way and you guys follow suit and we'll swarm these guys and we'll win some games and win a series no one took it upon themselves to do that and again that's not puck lock that's not bad calls that's not Bobrovsky stopping them too much that's a mindset and a mentality and it's a style of play and it goes back to how they conduct themselves in scrums when they're when they're uh, presented with adversity, it's how mm-hmm. they it's how they respond to all of those things. And not one time did I feel like they responded in a way that said they deserve to get out of that series and get to the Eastern Conference Final. And again, I sort of laughed a couple of years back when I was still working for SportsCenter as their radio host, and they came out and said, "We're looking for that killer instinct." And Rosie, we're here three years later. I thought they had it in the first round. I really, really thought they gutted through. They scored three times in OT in Tampa. They beat the Lightning. They slayed the Lightning. Then you get to round two, and they shit the bed. They fucking shit the bed in Game Three, dude. Like, I've seen that so many times where it was like, it, it made me numb. Like, I didn't even think about it after it happened because I'm like, here we go again. And then they show up in game four, they suck you back in. Then game five, Nylander scores that goal, they suck you back in. But I thought it was only fitting, number one, that a former Sue Greyhound and Nick Cousins scores the winner to the series. Number two was defensive breakdown. Um, played firewagon hockey in that OT. And dude, I was texting back and forth with you. It was egregious how many D-zone turnovers happened in that game. Hell, as far as I'm concerned, I thought Florida should have won it way earlier, even in regulation. Like, the the heinous, heinous giveaways. And from, you know, veterans like, you know, Brody and Giordano, like the guys you depend upon, that's what scares me. You know, firstly, I think Florida deserves a lot of credit. Their forecheck was so tenacious. And, again, you, you are living proof of this. You played in this league. You were a defenseman in this league. You were a D growing up, changed to a forward. When the forecheck puts pressure on you and you know that hit is fucking coming, man, you want to give up that puck as quickly as possible. And I don't know how many times I saw the Leafs D go back or somebody go back. They knew that hit was coming and that that's when you cough out the puck, right? And how many times did that happen on the other end of the rink? Not very many. We swoop and we try to <laughs> knock it down out of the air with our sticks and we, we swoop by them and look at where the puck went. Like getting on your Fly horse, flybys. skating as fast as you goddamn can right through. The guy into the wall doesn't even cross anyone's mind. And it's easy to play that way. I absolutely loved it when I played softer teams and you had the puck and 
you know, on a different night, you might get put through the wall and you're going to have to eat that hit in order to make that play to your D partner or to go up the wall or to hit the outlet pass in the middle. That's what you had to do. And when they just don't come and hit you and they just swoop and they're like, oh, nice. I get an extra few seconds. I don't get beat on every single shift and they're not interested in playing physical and playing hard. It's too hard to hit and come to a stop and then have to back check, I guess. Like whatever the reasons are that you don't do it, do things that you're capable of. It's uh, it it costs you and it's, it's easy to play against. And the Maple Leafs are not hard to play against. They put themselves in bad positions. Like you say, they have trouble breaking out sometimes. Sometimes they have trouble getting it over their own goddamn goal line when they're in the corners (laughs) and behind the net. And they're just going, oh, do I go behind the net again or do I? And it's just they're they're flat footed and they just don't come five men with speed across their blue line. Pepper them, get it deep. If they don't have it, hit the guy, turnovers, odd man rushes, catch them sleeping. It's just none of it. Every time they get the puck, there's not a lot of speed. There's not. They don't have numbers with them and they're kept to the outside and they get defended against perfectly, like almost all game long. And then you got to rely and hope for a lucky one with the last five minutes left just to get a chance to, to get into overtime. And it's, it's not good enough in the playoffs. That's, that's proof. And they've had enough time and enough shots at it to, to see if this group has what it takes. And it's just clear that they don't. And that's why I'm so goddamn disappointed right now. Aptly put, uh, and that's the best way to describe it. I want to finish off on a positive. I think if there's one thing I can grab from this series and this season, the Leafs seem pretty damn good in between the pipes, man. Joseph Wall stepped the fuck up again. I don't even know what word to use when describing Matt Murray because we all expected this, man. The fact that Matt Murray wins two Stanley Cups and he's sitting on the fucking bench for an elimination game. But I'm not going to bury the guy anymore. I'm just going to move on. I hope they figure something out for him. I want to see Samsonov and Wall as a tandem next season. But Joseph Wall, man, he had the stones. He was he was massive in that game, dude. Like, I thought it should have been 4 or 5 nothing for the Panthers. He stepped up, especially when it was 2 nothing. Some tough goals, don't get me wrong. But I think all in all, he deserves a lot of credit and respect. And they have a good one in Joseph Wall. Yeah, they do. That's a shining light for sure. The future looks bright between the pipes. He looks very solid. Um, Sammy, again, was uh, held us in there and got us yep. to this point in the season for sure. Uh, Matt Murray just can't stay healthy. And for mm-hmm. that reason, I think everyone's going to move on from him as, as a starting goaltender. So it is what it is. But I agree. That's a shining light there. He stood on his head. He uh, He looked strong. He looked confident. He looked poised. He looked like a true quality NHL goaltender. And if a guy like him keeps getting better, you know, the sky's the limit. And that's, that's a huge piece of the puzzle to have in coming down from the pipeline there within the, uh, the Leafs organization is, is a huge bonus. Cause you know, you give him his contract, he's not going to get paid huge until he's a little bit older and you can rely on him to win you some games, hopefully some series and, and try to build this team. That's a little better suited for the playoffs. Cause I just don't think that this roster has playoff jam. And so we'll leave it at that. We don't really really want to touch on the what now, because again, uh, if you're just tuning in and are new with the podcast, like we're going to be rolling all the way through until free agency after free agency. Like we're with you in the long run here, folks. So we're going to cover that obviously over the next couple of weeks. We aim to have Frank Saravalli, maybe some other insiders on to talk about what's next. Uh, Maybe something falls this weekend, maybe not. I think they're going to take some time to evaluate the situation, figure out what they want to do. But Rest assured, it's going to be a very, very busy, another disappointing offseason in Leafsland. I know how it feels, Rosie. I tried my best to prepare you when we got together in October, but I give you all the credit in the world for being optimistic and, and positive. And I, I, too, had that feel. I mean, full disclosure, I had that feel. They have to break through at some point in time, especially when you win a round, you beat Tampa, you slay that dragon, and then game three, dude, just fucking killed me. I was never the same after game three. 
Yeah, I thought they might have had some magic getting that monkey off their back. I think everybody did. Everyone hoped yeah. they did. And uh, at the end of the day, that wasn't the case. They they ran into a team that knocked off the mighty Boston Bruins. They ran into a buzzsaw. They ran into a goaltender, and they got outmatched. They got outplayed. And that team over there played playoff hockey. Hats off to them. They won the series, and they deserve to. So tough one for the Leafs. But I'm going to remain positive and, and try to hope that the changes they do make will will lead us to you know better fate next year that's all you can look at now sucks to say it because it seems so goddamn far away and re-sign luke shen for the love of god what an absolute study was their top defenseman in the stanley cup playoffs and i hope shenner stays long term here with the maple Leafs. so for jay rosehill i'm nick alberga that's going to do it for another maple leaf season the final three two nick cousins the ot winner as the panthers advance to the conference final for the first time since 1996 take care Fuck.